Hey guys, this is Araj from The Sithless, and I just wanted to let you know that this is going to be a special episode this week. The first Sithless telethon. It's going to be an amazing listen. We're going to give you kind of like a variety of what we do for our Patreon members, but this is for everybody. And, we're, and the reason we're doing this is because I'm probably having a baby at this very second because we're supposed to have the baby induced on Wednesday, and that's the night we record. And also a couple of other people couldn't make it. So we decided to do a fun little telethon with a variety of different Sith List exclusive Patreon episodes. So please sit back and enjoy me and King Tom as the MCs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sith List Telethon 2022. I'm your host with the most, Araj, and the king with the sting, Tom Chansky. What is up? I guess I'm stinging now. I'd rather you are sting you are than stinging. be stung. That's exactly right. Guys, we're going to have a fun time. We're the only ones here that are going to be the MCs because... That's how special it is. It's very special, and the other guys are on the telephone. So you guys can call in. Pledge, you can talk to Les Gonzalez, Eric Struthers, Randy Lejudice, and of course, Carlos Buarguello. There might be tote bags involved. That's right. There might be tote bags involved. We might give you a special treat. Maybe you'll you'll want to become a member. And if not, well, hey, fuck off. Just kidding. Not fuck off. We love you. Just kidding. For the people that are our Patreon members, maybe this is a way to listen to some of the ones that you haven't listened to just yet. That's how we're going to do this tonight. King Tom, are you excited about this telethon? I am. It's nice to be able to share. You know, it, it's it's great being a part of the Sith list because I could talk to you guys at length about anything. And, you know, the Patreon, it's it's a, a way to share that with people, but it's also a way for us to talk more um, among, you know, to have another reason to talk. So it's exactly. great to be able to share that with people. Absolutely. And, yeah. And this is kind of like NPR, or if you watch the old Jerry Lewis MDA telethons, this is exactly what it's going to be like, except yeah. for all the celebrities. We're not going to have any of those. Sithless like, celebrities. We will have Sithless celebrities and some people that are like a special guest. Okay, first off, we have me, and I should call it King and me. King and I, King Tom Chansky and I, just we recorded these episodes a couple of years ago, right when COVID <sighs> was just hitting. Do you remember that, King yeah. Tom? It was it was crazy. I think only a few. Oh, shit. You know what? Edit that because I was going to say something really bad. Or don't <laughs> edit it. Let no, I'm not going to edit what it. I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, yeah, it was a it was a different time, even though COVID was happening. Um, right. A different world, but you know, it it all. We just I just had one question, and I think that's the way these episodes work. Yep. We just start out talking. I have one question, and then we just have this conversation that goes on and on, and. You know, it's it's been two years since we've done 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 some. I got more questions for you. Oh, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm ready for episodes because we split this up. We recorded for I think it was like two and a half hours, so we yeah. split it up into yeah. two episodes. But I'm ready for some more. I can't wait for that. So here you go, guys. The King and I. This is just a little sample of what you get. And don't forget the phone call, guys. And pledge. We need pledges. We're our our goal seventy five dollars. Not bad, right? You can do it, guys. So here you go, King and I. I, I did come with a question in mind. Oh, okay. Let's okay. do this. Your son, Malik, almost a year old. Congratulations, yes. by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I know, you know, like you've kind of, you're involving Star Wars. Yeah. But have you, have you given any thought to how 
you're going to first sit down and watch. And I'm sure he's already you know seen it in his way. Yeah. Yeah. But have I you mean, given yeah. any thought to how you're going to show him the movies I, I consciously? I, I don't know the, the yeah, right I know way what you're to put saying. it. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. Or, or, or watch it at home or wait till a movie's out and watch it in that yeah. kind of experience. Yeah. I would love to be able to take him to a theater and watch it because mm-hmm. my first memories of Star Wars, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the, on the Sith list, but probably have a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll ask you also your, okay, your yeah. first memory of, of Star Wars. My first memory of Star Wars, uh, there's two. One was uh, going to the Sherman Oaks Galleria where, where Valley Girl was filmed and <laughs> where a bunch of other movies in the 80s were filmed. Um, and it, if you watch Stranger Things, that mall is an exact replica pretty much of Sherman okay. Oaks Galleria, uh, which was super cool. Uh, it's, doesn't, it's not even there anymore. But um, going to Sherman Oaks Gallery with my brother, seeing a line that wrapped the mall, the theater was in the mall. Back then, you'd have a lot of theaters that are just in the mall and you just walk right in. It's kind of it's kind of cool. They didn't, we didn't have all these like standalone theaters right. around here. Yeah. And um, they, the line was so big, the theater was up on the second level and the line was all the way down to the first level. Wow. That's how big the line was for Empire. And I was walking and I told my brother, what it was like, I was freaking, what is this? What's going on here? And I was, how old was I? It was 19 years old. I was six years old, I think. I'm mm-hmm. sure my parents were there somewhere too. Um, and he said, that's Star Wars. I said, okay, I just, you know, didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second memory I have, so I didn't get to see it at that time, but, the, okay. but I did get to go see Return of the Jedi in the theater. Mm-hmm. And again, this was another theater that was standalone theater, a massive, huge theater uh, called the Cynodome. And my dad took my brother and I to go see it. <laughs> and the line was so massive. It was a three and a three hour wait or something. My mm-hmm. dad, the shyster that he was, went up to the front of the line. Have I told you the story, King Tom? Before? I think like he said your mom was sick. Yeah, yeah. Something. So my, my dad told this family, found this like really nice family. They were like third in line. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like five of them. Told went up to him and told them that my mom was ill. But she wasn't. She was at home. Um, and then he needed to go back to the hospital to visit her. And my dream and my brother's dream was to see Return of the Jedi tonight. And is there any way that we could stand with them until my dad goes and comes back? Just wants to make sure my mom's okay. Um, and of course, that great, wonderful family said, of course. So we stood there, <laughs> joined this family that we had no idea who the hell they were. Um, but we were third in line. And then my dad rolls up about five minutes before we walked in, <laughs> just totally easy peasy, buys them a bunch of popcorn and, and, uh, and soda, and we get to watch Return of the Jedi. But I was so nice. happy, and I was so, oh God, just enamored by everything I was watching on screen. It, it changed my life. Yeah. yeah, it changed my life. It's not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's probably the most meaningful because it absolutely changed my life. I can and, totally understand that. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, that's what I want Malik to feel. Not that I'm going to be a shyster um, and, and get us in line, but um, I want him to walk out going, oh my God, what did I just see? And I think mm-hmm. the only way is to see it in the theater, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want that experience to be that. Like going to a concert for the first time, I want it to be the right concert, not like the <laughs> Spin Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I wanted to walk out of a concert going, holy shit. Like I walked, my first concert was Duran Duran. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it wasn't like a light spectacle or anything, but you remember how big Duran Duran was back oh, then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, huge. Huge. And I was a massive fan. I had like and Simon Le Bon poster on my wall and John Taylor's poster on my wall. And being able to see Duran Duran and hear live music mm-hmm. blew my mind. My second concert, very shortly after that, was Bon Jovi. So I got ended up getting the fireworks and the <laughs> fire and the hair band and women wearing leather. And there's people having sex in the bathroom. I was like, this is rock and roll. This is amazing. <laughs> I want to go to concerts all my life. So I want that feeling from mm-hmm. Malik. You know, that's so, yeah, that's how I'm, that's how I'm expecting uh, Malik's thing to go. But probably he'll probably end up doing video on demand when I'm not home and doing probably. it himself. It's just yeah. going my whole dreams. You know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see, I was born in 77 mm-hmm. and I was in September, Okay, but I have memories of seeing it in the theaters when I was very young. And I'm okay. guessing, like, in, in the 78, 79 re-releases, uh, like, I remember once we went to Cape Cod with a bunch of the family, and everyone else wanted to go see Friday the 13th. It was a rainy day. But obviously, my father, I was like, you know, two or three, didn't want me seeing it. So we saw Star Wars. And I knew it was something I had seen before. Of course, I wanted to see it. I loved it. I had the toys. And I also had toys that I don't remember from the movie. This little mm. green guy. Or, you know, Han Solo in a, in a blue coat with this white thing around his head. And then when I was in kindergarten, this is April in 83, uh, it was a Friday. I lived with my mother at the time, and my mother was very upset because my father showed up and took me for the day. Okay. And he took me to New Jersey, and he took me to this movie theater, and it's a Friday morning. Instead of being in kindergarten, I was watching Star Wars with my father which Shit. my favorite thing. And by now I was really able to start following the story, learning the lessons and everything and loved it. We, we got up, we went out to the lobby, but instead of going to the car, he got more popcorn and sodas for us. And then we went back in the theater mm. and it was empire strikes back. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Wow. And my you just binge star Wars, bro. Right. My mom. Yeah. That that's, the old school binging my (laughs) mind was blown and then like a month later my he my father had gotten married like in between my new stepmother him and i on a friday night went to go see return of the jedi in a drive-in theater all right guys next on the docket we have ask eric and again eric is the wise old i was gonna say like the yoda of the sith list so if you have any better problems Way better hair and less wrinkles, really. Again, kind of like a dear Abby, just covered and smothered with Eric Goodness Strothers. It's much better than dear Abby. Much better. He's the man. Anytime we have any problems, we go directly to Mr. Strothers um, for advice. So he's decided to bring all the advice to one place, and that is Patreon for exclusive price. (laughs) How nice of you, Eric. Here we go, guys. Here's a sample of Ask Eric for the Sith Plus Patreon. What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of Ask Eric, a Sith List Patreon exclusive. Here's what this show is about. I have always loved advice columns. 
And I mean, various ones. Dear Abby is obviously the most well-known. And sometimes her questions are really cool. And other times they're super, super lame. But it's some of my other favorites have been like Dear Prudence on Slate, which has been hit and miss of late, but it's something I really used to dig when it was what I assume is the original columnist. And there's lots of others out there. And so my plan is, is I'll start out by having questions from those columns that I will answer and completely ignore, for the most part, the columnist answers to these things. Sometimes I'll have guests. Sometimes it'll be just me. Eventually, I would like to see maybe some listeners being able to anonymously submit their own questions. Let's start out with a question that this is the just the type of thing that I like. Now, this is from Dear Abby. And very recently, June 15th, 2022. Let's check this one out. Dear Abby, my husband died recently. I have been approached by a much younger man for a sexual relationship. I want to, but I feel he is too young. I'm 61, and he's 37, the same age as my son. We have been friends for years, and I am unsure if I should change the relationship. I see no future in it except occasional sex. Should I drop it or consider the possibilities? Thinking about it in Ohio. (laughs) Well, 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 thinking about it in Ohio. Good times to be had in Ohio, apparently. I would like to tell you that this exact thing happened to me, but it hasn't. I have been the receiving end of this sort of thing where a person much younger than me was looking for friends with benefits sort of situation. And listen. I'll just tell you, I was younger, much younger than I am now. Obviously, I've been married for quite some time to my beautiful wife, Amanda. We've been married for 12 awesome years. But before that, which would have put me in my 30s somewhere, I saw an ad on, I don't remember what website it was, but this girl who was young, she was maybe 24 at the time, something like that was looking for somebody to just hook up with on occasion, okay? And I replied, and we hit it off, and she was a really cool person, and honestly, somebody that I could have dated had she been closer to my age and at a different place in her life. And I have no regrets for it, all right? But let's talk about this lady's question. She's 61. And uh, the guy who has hit her up for this is 37. They've known each other for several years. They've been friends for years is the exact terms that she used. And I know that I said I wasn't really going to reference the columnist answers to this, but I'm going to and I'm going to lean on like some of the comments on the official Dear Abby website, which is like youexpress.com slash Dear Abby. Because people, one of the things they warn about in this situation is that at 61, you're likely to be taken advantage of financially by somebody younger than you. And they really lay it out like 61 is a 
easily targeted elderly person that is maybe, I don't know, not savvy enough or <laughs> starting to become somewhat mentally feeble, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, that they would be an easy target for like scams against the elderly. Well, listen, as I've gotten older, 60 seems not that old to me. And look, I realize that ultimately it is. It's the back half of life. And sometimes it's the back three quarters or more of life. But it's not ancient. And I happen to know some people, a few ladies who are right at that age, who are quite hot and it's not out of the realm of possibility that a much younger man would be quite interested in hooking up with them. So let's just not put that out there that, oh, there's no way it's not realistic that a guy that young would be interested in a woman that age because that's ridiculous. And, you know, like with anybody else, it's not just about the physical that makes somebody attractive. And if they've known each other for a long time, you've got the whole personality thing to go along with it, to add to it. And let's be real. It's been my experience that casual hookups with somebody you don't know, you know, one night stand or whatever, that's, that can be okay. I mean, I, <laughs> full disclosure, uh, had several of them when I was younger, but it, it's always better when it's somebody that you can connect with on a an emotional or at least an intellectual level. At least that's been my experience. Maybe it's not like that for everybody, but it's definitely been my experience. So let's talk about this situation right here. The lady's husband died recently. Now that puts you in a... I'm sure, anyway, I don't know firsthand, of a pretty vulnerable state. But recently, when you've been married a super long time, is a relative scale. For example, if I had been married 30 years and my spouse died in the last five years, I would consider that recently. Because I had gone so many years of my life with this person and the amount of time I've been without him is a drop in a bucket compared to the time I was with them. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know. Let's just approach it like it's been a while, okay? Now, the guy's 37, and that's the age of her son. Now, if he is one of her son's friends and socializes with him and that sort of thing, that could be really messy. I don't think that that's it doesn't have to be a mess i mean people need sex right and if my mom ugh, the, i wish i wasn't thinking about it like that but if my mom was hooking up with somebody my age and i knew him as long as she was happy i'd be i'd be fine with it now the idea that maybe that she could be taken advantage of it, it's definitely a real thing. It's definitely a possibility to consider. 
it's not a given. It's not a for sure thing. It, that's not, people aren't all evil and just waiting to be predatory in that regard and take advantage of people. Some people are, but she knows this person at least on some level because she's known them for years. Now, having said that, that kind of go back to the thing with this person being the same age as their son. It's pretty likely that somebody who is 37 years old that she's known for years and been friends with for years probably knows her son. Maybe not, though. Maybe they were co-workers for a long time and that's how they became friends. I don't know. But regardless, like I said, if it was my mom and she was happy and not being taken advantage of, more power to her. Okay. So I would say go for it. Now you'd want to set some definite ground rules because it's also been my experience that even when you try to have like the FWB situation, it's real easy for one or both people to catch feelings, if you will. I'm not a huge fan of that phrase, but, but it does adequately sum up what I'm trying to say. Or they, there's some form of emotional attachment to where jealousy comes into play should said person meet somebody else or be hooking up with somebody else. If it's just going to be occasional sex, which is something the lady says she wants, I say get on it have a great time enjoy yourself and don't be afraid to sort of go all in wow that was really something that totally changed my life Araj I gotta become a Patreon member of the Sith list so I can listen to that and find shows like the Weezer show that Randy and I do if you're wondering if I like Weezer we love Weezer you do love Weezer and you've met Rivers I did. I, a year ago, I went for a walk with him. How many people can say that? Well, everybody in Weezer can. But other than that, yeah. how, like, how many people? Road crew. That's true. Probably his family members, cousins. Family members. I hope and, his family members. And just like random people walking around next to him that don't know it's Rivers. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I, I don't, you know, it was fun for me. Yeah. It was fun for me because I was living vicariously through you. Okay. Right. Guys, here you go. It's a wonderful episode, especially if you like Weezer. And if you just love music and you hear their passion of these two guys about this band, um, I'm telling you, I saw it just in, in person when we were at Celebration, when we were at Disneyland. Randy and King Tom took off for about 45 minutes to an hour. They got lost. They got lost talking about Weezer. We, we were in line for a different ride and you know, <laughs> the whole place. Whatever. Here you go, guys. Enjoy it. Hi there, and welcome to, if you're wondering if I like Weezer, I like Weezer, a Sithless podcast exclusive. I'm Keith King Tom Chansky, and joining me is my friend Randy LeDudache. Shit, I am Randy LeDudache. <laughs> In the 80s, they called me Randy LeDudache, and I like Weezer. Yes. Randy, why are we here talking about Weezer? Because we have nothing else to do, man. Yeah. Gotta get out <laughs> no, of right. content. You know. Yeah, I gotta, like, what What can you talk about? What do you like? I like baseball. And you didn't like baseball, so here we are. We're talking about Weezer instead. Yeah. Hey, Now we're both beats, big Weezer fans. Yeah, and it beats made-up Star Wars facts that may or may not be true. 
Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And we we're used to doing that, but we're trying yeah. something else that that might be less contentious online. I would, I would hope. I you would, would hope. hope. I, I, although I could make up, you know, random Weezer facts and have you guess, you know, if I were a sadist. Oh know, I, no! I would change the rules and say, guess how many of these are true? But no, they were all fake. No, we don't need a not Tom. No, no, not no. Tom's. Not, not wheeze. <laughs> not wheeze. Yes. So, Randy, how, how did you get into Weezer? Um, I had heard them when I was in like 94 when they had come out. And obviously they had some pretty big singles back then. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really like get get into them like big time until like probably like 98 or 99. When I heard okay. Pinkerton, like I liked the blue album. I heard Pinkerton the first time. I was like, eh, it's all right. But then I listened to it again. I was like, oh, this album's really, really good. And then I was totally about them after that and was surprised when they actually ended up coming back. And then I was really into them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, since about like 90, 98, 99, hearing that Pinkerton album, I thought it was just so fucking amazing at the time. It, yeah, it, it was like, unlike anything else that that was out there and it just took we're we're going to the the idea of this podcast in case you're Mm. just joining us uh yeah uh we're going to be going through weezer album by album and we're going to go beyond the albums because there there have been times in weezer history when seemingly nothing happened but a lot was happening right Um, and and it's worth mentioning like on the show like our regular the Sith List podcast, everyone gives you a lot of shit all the time because you're like the super Weezer fan. Yeah. But <laughs> I am like a super Weezer fan. I just don't talk about it. And when I talk to Tom, I'm like, this guy like gets it on a level that few people get. And I always feel like I'm that guy. So yeah. this is why we kind of ended up like doing this, that we can go through each album, and have like pretty decent opinions. Right. At least we have opinions. Right. And you know, like, I think what, you know, when we, when you joined the Sith list, we were like, we got to talk about Weezer sometime. We got to talk about Weezer sometime. We went to Disneyland mm-hmm. and we started talking about Weezer and we were walking from one end of the park to the other. And we just got like separated from everyone else and got lost just because that's true. <laughs> that's, that's where the conversation went. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, okay. And we were like, we have to make these discussions into a podcast. And yeah, so you will hear a lot of the history of the band, a lot of the stuff people know, maybe some stuff people don't know, but, but like Randy said, you know, they, they had a time after Pinkerton uh, when it seemed like they were done. Yeah. 97, 98. uh, And then they came back in, in, in 2000. And I think, you know, around then that's when even more people knew them because and we'll get into how and why, you know, that was bigger than anything they had done before. And yeah, by far. Necessar- yeah, maybe not necessarily for the band in a good way, but again, they <laughs> recovered They recovered from that. Uh, but That's the, oh, the contentious part right there. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, the, uh, the band is, is fronted by a guy named Rivers Cuomo, and he is a very mercurial personality where he is at times the calmest most nice person that 
someone could ever be. But then he's had times when he's been an absolute asshole. And mm-hmm. I think he would he would fully admit to that. But he's also damn creative. And he's written, I'm not kidding you, thousands of songs. Yes, definitely. Um, that is what I, to me that is one of the appealing things about this band i think i've told you this before it's just like a regular dude who really wants to make some music right like he will and, try everything he will just he explores music yeah and he goes he goes through phases and he's done pretty much everything and the, and the great thing as as a fan is that he wants people to hear his stuff right um, you know, I know, I know I've, I've really gotten into this a few years ago. He, he launched a website and he has sold, uh, he has put his own, not anything he's done with the band, but his own demos up there for people to buy. And these are thousands of files, hundreds of hours worth of material. And you'll, you'll eventually hear some of these, um, and how a, a riff that he could come up with in 1991 could be featured on a, a Weezer album that came out in 2019. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's interesting. Uh, the reason why like doing the albums in particular for like, it, it makes the most sense, but with this band in particular, there are uh, not to call it ups and downs, but there are shifts. There are like music shifts throughout this band. So like listening to their albums, you, you hear hints of things they did before. And everyone who's kind of a fan of this band has an opinion on like their hierarchy of like what these albums are, like which albums, like the tier list or if you will. So I think it's interesting that we're going to go through each of these and then kind of just talk about what, how we think these uh, rank it. Are these good ideas? Like, where is this like pinnacle? It, where did this one fall short? But how how did you get into uh, Weezer? Since you asked me. Oh, okay, yeah. I um I had a weird relationship with music growing up. Like I liked music, but it was rare that I actually connected with something. And then I it was a few days after my seventeenth birthday. I was in the backseat of my my father and stepmother's car. We were driving home from from dinner, and the sweater song came on the radio. And I just, it was just this melodic rock with a bit of an edge, but there was something deeper going on there. And it just made me want to hear more. And, and a few weeks later, I got the blue album, which was Weezer's first album. Like I said, came out in 1994. Um, and, you know, Buddy Holly was their second single. That was another melodic pop rock song. I love the way these songs sounded, but then you get, you know, seven tracks in, they have a song about, the lead singer singing singing about his uh, alcoholic stepfather and i had an alcoholic stepfather and then the very next song you know the, the opening verses i've got nightcrawler and Ki- or got kitty pride and nightcrawler too yeah and it wasn't being like something like the big bang theory where it's making fun of geek culture no 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 it it's it's very much like uh, it's genuine. It's from like the source kind of thing. It's like one of the guys, especially if you grow up in that generation, that like the shoegazer culture mm-hmm. is very much a thing. So to see, to hear someone talking about those things, especially at that time, that wasn't really, there was a, a, a performative thing. You're coming out of like a glam rock, like metal, like all the, and then grunge, mm-hmm. like this scene that had a very like distinct, like persona it was trying to give off. 
all these people were probably into it, especially like in the, like the grunge alternative scene, but no one was really putting that front and center and saying like, yeah, I'm just a geeky ass fucking dude. Right. And you know, we, we will see how and why, but we could have gotten even more of it. Uh, But it was just something that I hadn't seen it or heard anywhere else in music. And I identified with that immediately. Then a few few years later, I'm in college. Pinkerton comes out. I related to that on a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Um, And after Pinkerton, I just wanted more. And I started finding out more about the band. And I just, I've tagged along on this ride. And it's, (laughs) you know, like like you said, as a fan, it's had its ups and downs. Right. Um, There's. There's stuff that they've done that I don't, I don't want to say I hate it, but I don't listen to as much. Yeah, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing about this. And there's like nothing that I can say. I, I, there's things I dislike, but there's nothing I hate. Right. Like there's times, like, especially like if you've been part, everyone has like this kind of like begrudging, like undying, like, (laughs) uh, a joy of this band even when it doesn't work for you you're still like yeah but i still gotta listen all right well there was that that was wonderful guys now we have downtown britney brown canto bite dispatches zone watching top gun i have a feeling she didn't like it <laughs> and it, i think it broke boo's heart but it's okay they're still together this is britney and boo's millennials at the movies this movie was shit. The original Top Gun. Yeah. P- possibly Maverick is shit. Well, I don't know that yet. Well, no, no. So, so yeah, the original Top Gun is, is 80s garbage, hot garbage. Yes. But Maverick is, is 10 times better. The acting is better. Tom Cruise has progressed as an actor tremendously. Miles Teller's great in it. Everybody, you even get John Hamm. He's awesome. Yeah. So, so, so the acting and all the, the, the other actors, the other pilots, they're awesome too. Great actors. You know, the action scenes are better because they're, they're actually in the jets. So, yeah. So trust me, it is a much, much better movie. Does it actually have a plot? Because he, this movie that we watched mm-hmm. did not have a plot. No, not not at all until like the last like 20 minutes. Yes. No, this actually has a plot throughout the movie. You, you get a plot. You know why and what they're doing the whole time. Yes. Can we just discuss like the events, you know, from start to finish in this movie? Because I need to figure out what this movie was about. So, yeah. So, so we see the movie opens up. Tom Cruise, you know, Maverick is already a pilot with Goose. You know, they're, they're doing missions together and stuff like that. Um, they run into some Russian pilots. Nothing happens. It's just kind of a, a dick measuring contest kind of thing in the air. And then one of their, one of their wingmen kind of freaks out freaks out can't handle it you know he's got a wife and kids he's like i i can't do this i can't risk my life for this and he kind of just he just quits which sends maverick and and goose to top gun school because the guy who quit 
was the guy who was going. You see, this is why they have C-3PO in Star Wars, because I did not understand what the fuck was going on until you <laughs> gave me this. Like, right thank now. God we have 3PO to tell us what the fuck is going on, because I might have not understood Star Wars if we didn't have him and R2 bickering the whole fucking time. Because all everyone's just doing is just, like, speaking in man and speaking about, oh, you know, the 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 miles and the radius that this man is going in this in this uh, ship. A bunch of Navy talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not pilots. They're naval aviators. I'm a driver. Yes. I'm a flyer and I'm a pilot. Bingo. So Goose is his main man. What's the thing that he says to Goose? Like how we look in Goose? Or oh, no. what is it? Talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. Goose. Okay. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, that's that's his that's his thing. You know, talk to me, Goose, because Goose is his co-pilot. And as the co-pilot, he does, because Maverick is the one who flies and launches the missiles and the guns, Goose behind him does the navigation and kind of the other stuff that goes on with, you know, looking for the looking for the other bad guys so Maverick can focus on flying and staying alive. So, yeah. And they start off with the song. Who sings Highway to the Danger Zone? Oh, it's Kenny Loggins. That's Kenny Loggins? That's Kenny. The, this, well, Ken, oh. Kenny Loggins has a great career, but this made him, you know, huge. I think Because they played the song like seven times. I think I've seen Kenny Loggins. I know your dad has seen Kenny Loggins. <gasps> oh, that, no, that's who I remember. Yeah, because your dad got <laughs> smammered at a Kenny Loggins concert. <laughs> he didn't even remember them playing this song. Yeah, yeah. He was in the Danger Zone. Oh, your dad was... <laughs> Definitely in the danger zone and, and didn't make it out. Yeah. Oh. He stayed on the highway to the danger zone and never got off. Oh, yeah. no. Thank God not on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why Kenny yes, Loggins. That's I- why you remember Kenny Loggins. Yeah. And now, finally, wrapping this thing up, we have me, Les, and Randy, the way we was. Things that we used to love back in the day that really people don't give a shit about anymore, kind of <laughs> like the mall and how the mall meant to us back in the day. We're going to do this this time to time. We can, we have the way we was the movies. We're going to do the way we was video games, the way we was candy. I know you're saying like, what about candy? I'm just going to throw some names out there to you. Big Leagues Chew, Atomic Fireballs, Fun Dip. That's all. Just leave Warheads. Like Warheads. There's all kinds of cool stuff back. Remember those cigarettes they used to smoke up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way you mean the candy ones. The candy ones. That's right. Just like that. But this one is the little sample of the mall. Hope you enjoy it. Here it is, the way we was. Welcome to an exclusive Sithless Patreon episode, The Way We Was, Chapter One, The Mall. So this is the premise of The Way We Was. We're going to talk about things that bring us back to the old school. We go and eat pizza and have beers every Thursday night, and then we get into these conversations about things from our past, and then it becomes this like 45-minute conversation. On one subject, could be old school candy, could be old school toys. This week, we're going to just bring it to you instead of just doing it at our uh, favorite spot over there at Brewery X in Anaheim. We're going to do the mall. Guys, remember back in the day when you used to just hang out at the mall? Well, we're going to do a a trip down nostalgia. Um, Actually, uh, first, let me thank all of our patrons. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us. We wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff if it wasn't for you wanting to listen or watch. So thank you. Really appreciate you guys. And uh, check out other great exclusive stuff. Uh, Randy and King Tom put out a great Weezer episode. And then Eric is doing kind of like a Dear Abby called 
uh, Ask Eric, which is cool. And then Les, Boo, and I, I think we're going to do some sports stuff. So there's going to be all kinds of great content coming your way. So again, we appreciate you. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy this. So yeah, guys. So the mall back in the day, like this was a place that you would go to for many different things. Like as a kid, it's a place you'd go to and it's, it was like bigger than life back in the, for me, it was like the eighties. And what's cool about my experiences at the mall, um, one of my malls that I used to go to a lot because my family, my dad's side, they all lived in the Valley. Okay. So if you watch the movie Valley Girl, and I think in other couple of movies in the eighties, the Sherman Oaks Galleria was <laughs> featured in those malls. And that's one of the malls where I grew up every weekend. I would head down there because all my family members were there and we'd hang out at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. So the epitome of like the mall that you see like on, uh, gosh, I don't know, but like Stranger Things had this cool mall, right? Like a, like the Star Court. Like this was yes. the epitome, yeah, of the mall for me in the 80s. I mean, they, they nailed it. So I don't yeah. know about you guys. Like your experiences, like mall experiences. Well, mine was a little different than most people's uh, just because uh, growing up black, in all honesty, and I have to take it there, the mall was like, how dare you? You just couldn't do you it sometimes. It like we just weren't allowed. Like my mom really, really, you know, parents, black parents. And we're like, hey, man, be careful hanging out at the mall because the malls we were at were definitely not the Sherman Oaks Galleria. It was more like, <laughs> you know, where you were hanging out is like, all right, if it goes down over there, we go out this way over here. So, uh, you know, but I think malls are, you know, it's 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 a it's it's a hub in a way. Obviously, it's a cultural hub, you know, some places like so you guys had Sherman Oaks, it was Fox Hills for us. Hey, no, no, no. I was so, going to just tell you that my so. grandmother and grandfather lived in Culver City for 20 mm -hmm. years. So my mm -hmm. other mall was the Fox Hills Mall. So, so I got that. I got yeah, that experience. So it's totally you, different than Sherman Oaks Galleria. You, yes. Sure. Yo, yes, it was. You go. But it was right. And then, it was cool. And, and then, you know, we also got the, uh, the, the alt version, which is the swap beat. So. Oh, you got to, yeah. you know, you got to do that. You got to bring that up if we have to. It's just things have changed so much. But yeah, the experience was, you know, and, and it was like, and then I had learned after a while, you know, I'm just going in to do one thing. At one point, you know, I started getting to a point where it's like, I'm going to one store and I'm getting out of here because it's, it got a little complicated after a while. The mall started to get a little complicated, but it was definitely a place to go, especially if you were a kid and you were trying to like, you know, meet other people hell just, yeah uh, we're gonna get into we, that dude. oh yeah we got i got i got a story dude a good story oh, good. about good, someone yeah. so yeah let's do it oh hell yeah randy how about you man it was them all like a big thing for you as a kid in the 80s yeah. um not so much okay like it was the place that you went to when you like the family needed to go to get like this one strange thing or i could mm -hmm. talk my dad into taking me to the mall because right. I'd ride my bike there every so often, but I wouldn't really hang out there. But in the early nineties, oh, I love your, me some that mall. Was your spot. Yeah, I, I love me too. some mall. Yeah. Um, I grew up in uh, Lakewood, California, so mm. it was always the Lakewood Mall. Lakewood yeah, Mall Lakewood is mall. very much like a middle America, like just like basic ass mall. It had a lot of shit, and a they <laughs> and they knew I've their there, yeah. their demographic. And they fucking handled it. Like going to Cerritos or South Coast, those were always like a little bit. I never felt like I belonged at those places. Right. Especially Lakewood. South Coast. 
Lakewood spoke to me and I did a lot of stuff there. So yeah, definitely. I'll, as we break it apart, I'll definitely have stories. Yeah. And you guys are like, Hey, what the hell are we talking about at the mall? Because you, here's the thing. There's so many stores that we used to go to. And if I just bring up a name, we'll just put you right back to when you're in your, to your childhood. Like how about KB toys guys, <laughs> KB toys. <laughs> And it used to be spelt out KB, actually. K A, yeah. yeah, right? K A Y. Yeah. And then they changed it to KB. KB Toys was like the, like, I don't know. I was going to say not the cooler version of, of Toys R Us, but just a different version of Toys R Us, right? It was the bougie version. It, it, it was, was basically, if you were going to KB, it was like you're going for just a little bit more, like they had the models. Like you could go get like remote control cars at Toys R Us. But you could yeah. also go get like just better remote control cars at KB. Like if you were at KB, you were yeah. there for like, you know, or you're getting to like the Lionel trains or whatever those were like train. Right. Set. Like right. those things you could like what? really find yeah. like exclusive stuff at KB toys. When I remember they used to have their own set of baseball cards, the KB like line. Oh, wow. Oh, they had license with MLB. And so you, I would go buy a set of KB baseball cards, uh, which was rad. But I never I remember. really shop there. I shopped there a lot in the 80s you, because that's where you would get like Nintendo games or like mm-hmm. a game for your Intellivision or your fucking oh, Atari oh, or whatever. Oh, like they had all that spot and they would have like the prices all listed like on the on the back of behind the counter. So you could right. see these games like fluctuated between being like $40 to $100. I remember KB was the spot where I wanted to buy my Voltron. They had it behind the counter mm-hmm. and that's where I was like always trying to persuade my dad to go to. Yes, let's go uh, back and there. And he'd always go, and he would just look at it and laugh at me. And he'd say, like, I ain't spending that much money on your damn Voltron. Oh, Are you kidding man. me? So he ended up going to the swap meet. Can, can we talk about, did, did your parents ever give you guys the talk before you went into the mall? Oh, yeah, I got the talk. Don't, don't, don't ask me to buy anything. We're going yeah, in here. You, shit. you stay right. next to me. You don't look <laughs> yeah. at nothing else. <laughs> you don't touch nothing else. Let's go. You got that? You got that? Yeah. Oh. Right. My dad was a sucker. Like I, I knew like oh, he really? had a sweet spot oh. for me. So if oh, I wanted something, I, oh, I I'd play those heartstrings. My oh, mom yes. wouldn't fall for that shit. Hmm. Did you guys ever have? And I, and things are gonna be random. Like we don't have show notes for this, guys. We're just gonna be talking <laughs> randomly. But did your mall ever have? And mine did a fucking like knife shop. Oh yeah. And they'd always. Have, well, like, what do you mean by knife shop? Because there's well, a knife like, shop, like, and then like the legit swords. Knives. Well, swords. Swords. They had like so all the like, like dragon blades. Statues. Right. They yes. have statues of dragons in, yes. the, in the windows. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in and the dude is like reading Lord of the Rings. And, and you're like looking, <laughs> you're looking at all the different like ninja swords and the samurai swords and like fantasy crazy like elf swords. And like who yeah. the fuck bought, bought that shit? Well, not That's only that, they had like the, uh, they had the da- the the like statues and stuff too, like legit That's what I'm saying. statues, they're, like they're the like dragon holding like a an yes. orb, and it's like right. you're like <laughs> you just yeah. get lost in there, dude. And you're right, dude. It's some dude in the back, big beard, glasses. He's reading Lord yeah. of the Rings, or he's like just like sitting there. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> those that, are the best, dude. Those stores remind me of like there's a certain like tier of mall store. That falls under mm-hmm. like it's so niche, but then it becomes the Christmas store. Mm, like right. where people are just looking for ideas, like, oh, does it does Jack like swords? Let's look. <laughs> <laughs> does Jack need a really comfortable pu- pillow? 
Does Jack oh, need like some that. ninja stars? They always had ninja <laughs> yes. stars too. Sure, right. and yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, great, it was crazy. Like, who but the, there's I, so many of yeah. those. Like during Christmas, like a store that you don't even think anyone would ever go into, but during Christmas, like that place, there's places like that that become the hot spots for random Bro, ideas. During Christmas time, this is the spot right here, guys. Hickory Farms. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you remember? That they always had a Hickory Farms and you got all kinds of sausages and shit. And yes. you would never go there unless it's like Christmas time or something or they had samples outside. Oh, and you well, just, like, just just the winter holidays. Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah, time. Exactly. There was always yeah, they all their money a bowl of, of mixed time. nuts and fruits yeah. and cheeses and crackers and right. summer that sausage. Se- that and fucking seized candy. Every yeah. time you'd walk by a seized candy, people are buying that shit up like it's nothing. Oh, like man. lining Every up to buy it. Lining up, uh, right. actually though. But the the thing about Hickory Farms is, is they didn't skimp on the samples, dude. No, they did not oh, skimp on the oh, samples. Had, you walked up in oh, there and they were like, you got "Hey, we got some tooth- of this." And they're just slicing chunks off. Oh, no, how about the toothpicks, dude? <laughs> yeah, oh, like, they'd have it all like stacks on crackers, like and you're just like, "I can get full hair, dude. This is great." Yeah, hell yeah. Hickory I don't know if I've ever been in a Hickory Farms. Oh, oh, oh I think it was man. a champion. Like during champion. Christmas when we got like a Hickory Farms like package from like a relative or something. That was That's, the best uh, shit in Randy, the world. Randy, they bought dude. it at our malls. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They bought no, it I, at our malls. And I appreciate the malls that uh, offered that luxury to people. Wow. I totally forgot what it was like growing up during the 80s. Right? The mall. <laughs> I got to tell my kids what the mall was like. They don't believe me because... Mm. The mall's not the same. If you say the words Walton books to your kids, they'll have no idea what you're talking about. No. no. They just go B, back to their phones. B. Dalton. B. Dalton. Yeah. Oh, guys, you're absolutely right. Guys, you know what? I think we're going to wrap this telethon up. I think we made $72, but that's fine. I think King Tom and I are going to pitch in the next $1.50 each to make this thing work. Guys, that was just a sample of things we just started off with. There's going to be all kinds of cool stuff. Abu, maybe King Tom, I would love it. Uh, Less. And I are thinking about doing a sports one, uh, something about sports and geek them and fun. So we're going to have that. We're going to have all kinds of cool different shows and different topics. So this is just the beginning. We're going to have special guests on. But there was a sample and and a little potpourri of the Sithless Patreon episodes. Guys, you can find all that information at Sithless.com or go to Patreon.com slash The Sithless and you can find it there. Or just go on the show notes and click it. We'd love your support. We'd be really appreciative if you did that. Okay, Tom, any uh, parting comments here? You know, just join in on the fun. That's it. Join in on the fun. That's right. Guys, we'll catch you next week on a regular episode. Um, I probably have no sleep right now with little baby Lily. um, But I am uh, very excited to get back on the grind with the Sith list. We'll catch you next week on episode number 314 right here on... The Sith List. This movie was shit.